Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called Why New Tongues? And yesterday we began ministering a message on 10 reasons that we should be praying in new tongues. Mark 16, 17 through 18 says this, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And yesterday we went through the first five reasons to speak with new tongues, and today we'll continue on that, but let me repeat all ten to you. The first reason to pray in tongues is to pray when you don't know what to pray. The second one, to pray when you don't know God's will. The third, to speak to God and not to man. The fourth, to speak the language of angels. The fifth, to pray with the Spirit. And the last five are, number six, to sing with the Spirit. Number seven, to magnify God. Number eight, to give thanks well. Number nine, to stay filled with the Spirit. And finally, number ten, to edify, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Yesterday, we covered the first five pretty well, but we didn't finish number five, to pray with the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 14, 15, it says, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Well, God is a spirit, as it says in John 4, 24, and we are created in his image. Therefore, we are also a spirit. We are a spirit, we live in a body, and we have a soul, being our mind. The Greek word for spirit, with a capital S, is for God's spirit. It's the Greek word pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A. And the Greek word for spirit, with a small s, is the spirit of man. But it's also the same Greek word, P-N-E-U-M-A. Why is that? It's because we're created in the image of God. When we accept Jesus as our Lord, his spirit, capital S, comes to dwell in our spirit, small s. This is truly spirit to spirit. When Paul states, I will pray with the spirit, he's talking about praying with his spirit, a small s. We know when we pray with the spirit, we are praying God's will, according to Romans 8.27, which we discussed yesterday. We could translate praying in the spirit as praying with passion and energy. However, Paul clarifies that the opposite of praying with the spirit is praying in the understanding. He makes it very clear that when he prays with the Spirit, he does not understand what he is praying. This is how we know pray with the Spirit is praying in tongues. 
spirit to spirit, capital S to little s, or spirit to spirit, small s, our spirit to God's spirit, capital S. However you look at it, it's wonderful, and I thank God I pray in other tongues. Now, the sixth reason is also in the same verse. It's to sing with the Spirit. Paul says in 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen, What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. And then he says, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Huh. Not only can we pray with the Spirit, but we can sing with the Spirit too. And that's our spirit. We can pray with our spirit, and we can sing with our spirit. It's our spirit to his spirit, capital S. And singing? Well, singing what? As we discussed yesterday, we would be singing the mysteries out of 1 Corinthians 14 too. The praise, the worship, the thanksgiving, the honor, and more. I've always loved the Psalms of King David. What beautiful expressions of his love and thanksgiving to God. Many times I feel so inadequate in expressing my thankfulness. What words can I say that will truly give the creator of the universe the honor and majesty that's due him? My craft of the English language is so limited. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You are great and wonderful. Well, in all reality, I'm already scrambling for words. But now my spirit can express to his spirit great praise and thanksgiving. I can do it with my spirit by singing in tongues. It's a sweet-smelling savor to him. I can do it with the understanding and I can do it with the Spirit. Thank God I pray in tongues, but also I thank God I sing in tongues too. And this leads into the seventh reason to pray in tongues, which is to magnify God. In Acts 10, verse 46, it says, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. The word magnify in the original Greek is megulino, M-E-G-A-L-U-N-O. And it means to make great, enlarge, and to praise the greatness of. Nobody can make God bigger than he already is. However, we can praise him by speaking of how great he is. Mary used this word when she said to Elizabeth, My soul magnifies the Lord in Luke chapter 1 verse 46. As we stated previously in this series, many times we feel inadequate in our meager expressions of our love for him. King David was a master of heartfelt expression. Listen to him speak in Psalm 18:46. He says, "The Lord lives, blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted." Do you have difficulty magnifying God? If so, go as far as you can in your known language, and when you've run out of your words with understanding, magnify him in new tongues. I thank God I speak with tongues. Now, the eighth way or the eighth reason to pray in tongues is to give thanks well. It says in 1 Corinthians fourteen seventeen, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. In context, Paul is telling us there are times when it's profitable to pray in tongues and times when it may be better to pray in the understanding. The difference is between personal prayer and corporate prayer. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 16 says, Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say, Amen, at your giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say? Well, Paul, from a practical point of view, is using the example of praying a blessing. Most of us pray a blessing over our food before we eat. 
It's a prayer of thanksgiving and blessing over the food. For those at the table to say amen, it would be better to pray in the understanding than it would be in other tongues. The interesting remark Paul makes is that even if you do pray a blessing in tongues, you are giving thanks well. So what's the conclusion? Consider those who are with you. However, if appropriate, and you run out of thankful words in your understanding, you can still thank God very well in other tongues. The ninth reason to pray in tongues is to stay filled with the Spirit. I love this one. Ephesians five eighteen through 19. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Peter was filled with the Spirit and spoke with tongues on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And then, in a prayer meeting, in Acts chapter 4, he was filled again. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And when they, Peter included, had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So we see that Peter was filled with the Spirit in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and then again in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Just because we've been filled once doesn't mean that we're still full now. Have you ever felt like your spirituality was waning? Ever felt like you needed to be fired up again? Well, as you pray in new tongues, you will be refilled with spiritual power. Try it. This really works. I call it free refills. Thank God I pray in tongues. And the last but not least, the number 10 reason to pray in tongues is to edify or build yourself up on your most holy faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, Paul says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. And then in Jude 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Wow, not only can we be refilled, but we can also edify or build up ourselves in our faith by praying in tongues. Why? It's very simple, really. Using a physical example, we can explain the spiritual truth. When we use our muscles to lift weights, it builds our muscles. And when we use our faith to pray in tongues, it builds our faith. So, do you need a lift? Need more power? Need a refill? Need a push for your faith? Then pray in new tongues. I thank God I pray in tongues. So let's review the 10 good reasons to pray in tongues. First, to pray when you don't know what to pray, and that's out of Romans 8.26. Second, to pray God's will when you don't know God's will. That's out of Romans 8.27. Third, to speak to God and not to man, from 1 Corinthians 14.2. Fourth, to speak the language of angels. That's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Fifth, to pray with the Spirit. That's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. Sixth, to sing with the Spirit. That's also out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. Seventh, to magnify God. That's out of Acts 10, 46. Eighth, to give thanks well. That's out of 1 Corinthians 14, 17. Ninth, to stay filled with the Spirit. And that's out of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 19. And tenth, to edify or build up yourself on your most holy faith. 
and that's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, and Jude, verse 20. And right now, you might be saying, well, I'd like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. How can I receive that gift? And how can I pray in the Holy Spirit? And how can I pray in other tongues? Well, there are six steps to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues. And so we're not going to have the time to cover that today. But if you'll tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, we'll talk about six steps to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. It'll be a blessing to you. And if you can't listen tomorrow, then just write to me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org. Pastor Jim, P-A-S-T-O-R-G-I-M, at TMH, which stands for The Master's House, N-O-W, the word now, tmhnow.org. Just write to me, and I'll send you the information, and so you don't have to miss out. Well, I've sure enjoyed these sessions on Why New Tongues. This is actually part two, and we'll do part three tomorrow. So tune in, same time, same channel, same place. And we'll finish up with six steps on how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive your gift of speaking with other tongues. It's wonderful. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.